So Shannon Faulkner is the first woman to enroll at the Citadel, which is a males only military academy in South Carolina. And this Ew. was like this was a huge story in the 90s. And then as soon as it was over, like everyone immediately forgot about it. She goes to her guidance counselor. They're filling out college applications. She fills out the first three of the schools that she really wants to go to. And then she says, I also want to apply to the Citadel. And the counselor says, but they only permit male students. Like, they're not going to accept you. And she's like, cool. Erase my gender from all the application documents. The guidance counselor's like, oh, this is so great. I love this. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women in history. I am Chloe Skye. I'm Sarah Gorski. And I'm Jupiter F. Stone. Today I have a pretty exciting broad for us. I think uh, it's it's kind of, it's a complicated story. It's got some layers. Layers. Uh, have either of you heard of Shannon Faulkner? No. No. I almost never yeah. haven't heard of the broad. <laughs> I know. Step it up, Sarah. Step you, it up. You usually at least the know fuck? the name and What's like happening? a key accomplishment. Where did you find the broad I haven't heard of? <laughs> uh, well, I found her on a podcast actually called You're Wrong About. Oh. They, they look back at historical moments or people and say like, this is the common conventional wisdom about this person, but here's the truth. Oh, it's and like that podcast version of Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States of America. Exactly, yeah. Damn. This was actually, it was the first episode of the podcast that I listened to, and I was like, I'm going to love this show. <laughs> so, little little plug to You're Wrong About, We're Not Being Paid, but, you know, just if you're interested in something like that. Do you like want to partner with us, though, Pat? Um, yeah, let's partner yeah, with Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Put it out, put um, it out. I just, like, stole this broad from you, so. Borrow. Uh, borrow. She's, everyone's, yeah. to she's everyone's broad. She's the world's yes. broad. <laughs> she belongs to no her. one. She belongs That's to right. no one. She is her own person. So Shannon Faulkner is the first woman to enroll at the Citadel, which is a males-only military academy in South Carolina. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Whoa. So, and this Damn. was like, this was a huge story in the 90s. And then as soon as it was over, like everyone immediately forgot about it. Forgot about it or they yeah. brushed it under the rug. Well, possibly that too. But mm -hmm. also like it changed Well, Americans have notoriously history. short memories like, for anything it, important. It, it, so. We'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's one of our best qualities, right? Yes. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Especially if it's not attached to a white straight male and then it's just did it happen i don't know especially when it was flying in the face of straight <laughs> right, white males right, yes. specifically saying that their shit is dumb yeah fuck your gendered academy so the citadel if you don't know what that, do either of you know about the citadel i feel like the last time i heard that word was like from game of thrones and i feel like this is not the same context <laughs> <laughs> it is not the same context new no. also what's game of thrones is all um <laughs> <laughs> what what final season i did, didn't even happen i don't think so yeah you have a lot of military people in your family so they yeah. might be aware of this oh, sure, oh, yeah. sure, sure. but uh, anyway i just stay far away from that second. Right. that was like right. super unfair like, yeah. your family's okay. really into this are you into this too <laughs> not, not are you into At this but just have you heard it. 
Has any yeah, of the... Well, I mean, I've heard of, like, the, you know, like, the, the what is that? Yeah, special Navy SEALs. SEALs team. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. it's like, is this, like, one of those high-level things? Like, is this, like, a Hawk operation? Yeah, those guys. It's not a high-level thing, because it's also not in any way affiliated with the military. Wait, they're what? not they military? Just, they just act like the military. Oh. They're not military. They, oh. Only about a third of their graduates actually go on to join the military. So, wait, what is it? So, it's a school that just, they, they're, they... What they say that they do is they turn boys into real men. Oh, Jesus Oh, thank Christ. goodness. Some real men. Thank goodness. I know. Goodness. And they do that usually just with harsh abuse. Like oh the first God. week of school is called Hell Week, where they just try to Oh, that beat is like the, the shit. That's the same. Yeah. literally yeah. have a Hell right. Week. It's yeah. the military without the benefits. Exactly. What the fuck? Why <laughs> would you do that? They, they act like the military, but they're not the military. Okay. And also, they're a pretty problematic institution even beyond just the, the harsh misogyny and the abuse. Um, the school was initially founded in response to a slave uprising that never actually happened, but it was just like some some slaves were talking about like, wouldn't it be nice if we could like rise up together? These people got so scared that they founded a school basically these to white train. People. These white yes, people got so these scared. These white people, mm-hmm. these white people got so scared of a potential slave uprising that they founded this school uh, to train citizen soldiers as a way to suppress future <laughs> uprisings. Wow, wow. So it's like a uh, militiamen school. It's like a ex- yes. Wow. Yeah, it's you're not going to join the real military, but you're going to be military. How and is this allowed? Ugh. Right. And one of their claims to fame is that the people at the school fired the first shots of the Civil War. Ugh. What side were they on? The Confederacy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> so... Uh, they they started allowing black students in 1966, but they've still never exceeded 6% black students. So problematic school. Shannon doesn't really know any of this. She grows up in Powdersville, South Carolina. Early in life, she's, she's just like any other girl her age. She wants to go to college. She wants to be able to support herself. Specifically, she wants to be either a teacher or a journalist, but she's not really sure... Uh, She thought she might do a stint in the military, but she hasn't decided. So her senior year in high school, she has a class that mentions the fact that there are only two state-funded all-male military schools in the United States, one of which is the Citadel, and the other is in Virginia. And she's like, wait, why are my tax dollars going to fund a school that I'm not allowed to go to? Word, ask them questions. So two weeks later, she goes to her guidance counselor. Wait a minute, applying... she wasn't paying taxes yet, but I like the concept holds. But she wasn't paying <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, that's what she claims is like my people. maybe she, she was thinking of my future taxes or like sales tax on like like her po- soda pop. That yeah, Kids. sales taxes. <laughs> sales tax. That is some shit. My sales taxes <laughs> are funding this horrible male school. Ridiculous. Okay. Two weeks later, she goes to her guidance counselor. They're filling out college applications. She fills out the first three, the schools that she really wants to go to. And then she says, I also want to apply to the Citadel. And the counselor says, but they don't, they only permit male students. Like, they're not going to accept you. And she's like, cool, erase my gender from all the application documents. The guidance counselor's like, oh, this is so great. I love this. Let's do this. Yes! Yes! Hell yeah! So she goes in and she changes girls' volleyball team to just volleyball team. And she writes a letter of recommendation that uses no pronouns at all. Just specifically says, whatever Shannon wants, 
Shannon gets. Shannon's I... an all-goer. <laughs> they didn't think anything of the name Shannon being like a girl's name because a couple years earlier they had like a, a really good football player who was named Shannon. Yeah, it's so also, it's like, there are dudes, it is a dude's name too sometimes. It's a, yeah. We know exactly, it more commonly yeah. as a woman's name in America, but I am obsessed with this guidance counselor. Yeah, that is, <laughs> what is an amazing mentor and guide. Oh, definitely. Abroad? Bradette Broad was with the guidance counselor male or female? I am not 100% certain. I'm pretty sure it was a female, but I don't actually know. All right. History doesn't always tell us. It's okay. I know. Yeah. That, that was like a small part of the story. So they're, they're super down, and I like that. So on January 22nd, 1993, she receives a letter saying, Dear Mr. Faulkner, <clears throat> you have been accepted to the Citadel. <laughs> Uh, yes. She's also she's also accepted to the other three schools she applies to, too. Yeah. Well, Whoa. You know, she's a bright bitch. Sounds she's like. bright. She's super bright. But she chooses to fucking go to the Citadel. Well, <gasps> not immediately. Okay. I mean, who knows if she would have chosen to go to the Citadel if this next thing hadn't happened. Mm. Uh, so... Shannon's mom, who teaches at another high school, starts bragging that, or almost sarcastically, just like, it's so funny that my daughter got accepted to the Citadel. Mm. The assistant principal of that school has a son who attends the Citadel. Mm. So he finds out that this happened and he writes a letter to the people at the Citadel saying, I think you should be aware you admitted a woman. What a dick! Right. I think you should be aware. Yeah, I just think you should know. That someone's going to be having a period on your campus next year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So two weeks later, Shannon receives a second letter revoking her admittance to the school. Take what? that shit to court. <laughs> yep. So she goes straight to the Yellow Pages and finds a civil rights lawyer yeah. who is known for trying like abortion cases. Yes. And this lawyer is like, we're going to host a press conference. We're going to blow this up. Yes. <laughs> blow up the patriarchy. Yes. And so tangentially to this happening, the ACLU has been engaged in a lawsuit with the military school in Virginia, the other one, mm. the all-male public school that won't allow women. And the school has argued successfully so far that there's no demand for women to come to our school. Like, we, we're not preventing them from coming. Just no women want to attend our school. But now they did. But now they, there's this giant news story of Shannon Faulkner wanting to go to uh, this school and not being allowed to. Well, and getting accepted and then getting... And then being rescinded. Like, you can't... You already did it. Right. You, you, they won the game. You gotta be like, all right, all right. And if they hadn't done that, she might not have even tried to go. So I love this story so much. (laughs) So the ACLU goes, we're going to pay for all of Shannon Faulkner's uh, uh, lawyer fees. We're we're in fact going to pay for the entire case. We're going to you're going to be the face of this operation, basically. Almost immediately, she becomes a sort of celebrity uh, or whatever you call a famous person. Everyone hates. And most of the hatred and vitriol and pushback comes from women basically asking, like, why would you even want to go there? Like, what's wrong with you that you want to go to this, like, super toxic masculine place? You're embarrassing us. Yeah, like, this is the type of feminism that you have? Like, what are you doing? And Uh, those bitches were part of the patriarchy. Those bitches (laughs) Most definitely. And she's seen as, as being pushy for quote, forcing herself 
on a bunch of men who never wanted her in the first place. They're basically like calling her a rapist wow. for for entering their personal space of brohood. Yes. Now you know how it feels. Now you know how it feels. Don't lie. Don't, I'm gonna quote this when ooh ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's some not all men vibes all over this bitch. Oh yeah. I'm so upset. <laughs> she starts getting harassed everywhere she goes. Someone spray paints a billboard in Charleston that just says die Shannon. <laughs> That's um, not even creative. People start wearing t-shirts around town that say the Citadel, 1952 bulldogs and one bitch. Uh, people start like vandalizing her parents' house where she's still living. Ugh. They like, drive through the flower beds and motorcycles and bicycles they smash in windows it's just it's horrible she is just being attacked relentlessly People from are all so sides fucking ridiculous oh yeah they they drain the pool it's a terrible terrible thing it's massive harassment their penises the felt threatened their yeah. penises so, were being threatened exactly by a and, vagina <laughs> They call the police, and the police come out to investigate all this vandalism, and they're just like, I mean, you know, you kind of asked for this. Oh, yeah, like my, you, of course. You shouldn't mess with the <laughs> Citadel if you don't expect this type of treatment. You know who they are. Okay, okay, thank you. Well, so okay. Police are like ultimate brohood, so they're exactly. not going to defend the brohood. Oh, yeah, we're not going to topple some other patriarchy when we're the same exact patriarchy and half of our, well, I'm not going to. Go into make this made up statistics. Separate, this is like a broadly speaking episode on, in, on itself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the police don't help. They're a bunch right. of dickheads. So, mm. so we we go to court. We're in court. The Citadel essentially argues the Citadel is only for men because men can handle the abuse, and women can't. <laughs> they also they also claim that the school has strict physical standards that women just couldn't possibly hope to achieve, <laughs> like the ability to do 45 push-ups and 55 sit-ups in two minutes. Sarah, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, how do you feel about that? That's some bullshit. <laughs> that is some bullshit. You also have to be able to run two miles in 16 minutes, which, like, what woman could do that, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, I can't do that, but I know women who can. I know, I know plenty of women who could do that. There you go. Oh, my God. The other frustrating thing about these arguments is that those policies were put in place after Shannon sued the school. <laughs> of course they were. They started <laughs> enforcing physical requirements after accepting her to try to keep her out. Oh. It's amazing. Oh my God. Wow. You're so telling. you telling on yourself. <laughs> Finally, a judge rules that the school has to admit her, uh, but only to the class side of the school. Like, she can go to classes, but she can't be a part of the, like, military regimen side of things. This is in January of 1994. The men were too sensitive. If they smelled her period blood, they would be so upset, they wouldn't be able to focus. <laughs> I understand. I can understand. Yeah. Well, part of part of their argument was literally that... There's no garbage cans the in the bathrooms for her tampons? <laughs> and they don't want to have to buy garbage cans for the bathrooms? No. I could do this all day. I could make up all of these <laughs> No, it's specifically that we're better able to appreciate women if they're not around. It's, uh, if, if women are around, we won't be able... We like to abuse women... Yes. Verbally and mentally, and we don't want a woman in our presence while we do it. That 100%. is what's going on here. Yep. 100%. Correct. Someone's going to stand up to what we have to say? No. So then the, the school uh, pushes back against this ruling, 
and they win and they say we're, we're going to appeal this ruling so we'd like to not admit her to our classes until after the the second ruling so this case drags on finally it goes to a a, a a higher court not the supreme court yet but it goes to one of the the district courts and they rule the same thing like you have to admit her fully into the school the school appeals again it goes to the supreme court oh my lord so the Supreme Court says you have to fully admit her. You have wow. to you have to admit her to the cadet program. That's right. This is in the 90s. So Ruth Ruth's on there. Yep. No way was she going to let that shit slide. 100%. The school says, "Okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. You can come, but you you have to be treated exactly the same as how we treat our male students." So like you have to shave your head, you have to do all the stuff. And Shannon's fine with that. She's like, "Yeah, I'll shave my head. I don't have a problem with that." But her lawyers are saying, "No, no, no, no. You have to fight that too." You, so so the lawyers start pushing their narrative onto her story and she's like I just want to go to the school like I just at this point I just want to go to the school and and they're like no no we have to keep fighting so oh my gosh she's never gonna get to go right so then there's this this whole pushback like this whole argument in the news saying why would you want to go to a school that makes people shave their head if you don't want to shave your head and they and all the hatred comes on to Shannon for the lawyers arguing against shaving her head in the first place oh my gosh oh lawyers i know that you're trying to fight the fight it's just like it's her choice if she said i would do it like i get it right i get it because you don't okay then what else are they gonna make you do then they're gonna be like you must wear a a dildo like strap on at all (laughs) times because you also have to have a penis like mm-hmm. what? How extreme is this? But also, like, I would shave. Can think about what the, I, I personally know <laughs> the statement it makes when you're like, "Yeah, fuck you and your beauty standards." I will shave my fucking head. Yeah, let's go. Sitting here shaved head right now. I think everyone should have a shaved head, but that's my hot take, which is inappropriate <laughs> yeah. for this particular episode. Right. It's not so inappropriate. It's about, it's not, hot it's takes are never will. inappropriate on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, it's like it's baffling why her lawyers would try to keep fighting that when it seems like they got a victory and that she didn't care. Like. Right. So her life life at this point starts getting even more stressful. She hasn't started going to school yet, but because she won, people start harassing her even more. She, um, one day, she's at a grocery store, and someone comes up behind her, puts one arm over her chest and his other arm over her mouth, and whispers in her ear, I can't touch you while you're on that campus, but I can get to your parents, and I know a place where I can watch them burn. So... She starts living with her lawyer. Oh my god! Uh, because the case has dragged on for so long, she's she's been gaining weight. She's attacked publicly for that too. Of course, um, she people is. start slapping bumper stickers on their car saying "Save the males, shave the whale." <gasps> I fucking hate people. I fucking oh hate my god! Whoa, horrific. So, we finally get to August twelfth. 1955, 1995, sorry. I was like, wait a minute, I thought we were so long. We went backwards in time. Backwards in time. No, 1995. August 12, 1995. She attends her first day at the Citadel. It's a media circus. It's chaos. It's 102 degrees. Uh, She has to travel around buying books, doing all the move-in week stuff. Uh, And at some point on this day, someone whispers something in her ear the heat in Charleston makes some folks crazy. It can play tricks on your mind. And then another threat against her parents. And she recognizes it as the same voice from the grocery store. Oh. And she realizes, holy shit, this guy can just get to me anywhere. And people are stalking me. And this is terrifying. She has a panic attack. She she goes to like the, the physical 
training, like part of the Hell Week stuff. Yeah. She does she does four hours of this training and vomits. She passes out. She she has to go to the infirmary. She spends the rest of her first week at the school in the infirmary. She the nurses say she's faking it. Um in the end, it's too much. She loses 14 pounds in four days. Jesus. It's it's horrible. And on Friday, she decides she's not going to attend the school. She says, "It's I just I have to go. And she goes to the, the faculty and she says, okay, I'm going to leave and I'm not coming back. And they're like, okay, well, we know there's a lot of media out there. If you want to go out the back door, that's fine. But she says, no, I'm going to leave this school the way I came into it with my head held high. And there's this whole narrative that like, Haha, a woman couldn't take it after all, but she's also one of 30 cadets to drop out from the from the uh, that first week and also she was the only one being harassed. Mm-hmm. And like so, threatened like her life and shit yeah. and her parents and that is I mean you yeah. you, ha- you have to think like m- a lot of like what she was going through was that fear. Like regardless Absolutely. of whatever the physical shit they were putting her through, it's like oh, it's it's the emotional toll and the stress of what that would be, Ugh. and then thinking like, is it just gonna be this for four years? Right, right, exactly. That's like such bravery to <clears throat> to come out of that. Because what are like the other alternatives for her? Like let them get you to kill yourself, or let them kill you and your right. family. Fuck. So what ended up happening, Chloe? Is, she, is it like did it just kind of wrap up after that, and did they stop harassing her? Yeah, so that was pretty. That was pretty much the end for the story of Shannon and the Citadel, um, and she's kind of completely forgotten after that. Like neither of you have heard of her. I'd never heard of her, and like for how big this story was, her name is is just erased from history at that point. Um, she has said and maintained since then that. Uh, she'd been growing disillusioned with this whole thing for a while, but her lawyers at the ACLU like really needed her to keep going because this was about something bigger than her. They're like, if you back out of this, like we can't win equality for all women, so we just really need you to be the figurehead because you know, just luck of the draw, you were the one Man. to come out of the woodwork and lead That's this case. So, you know what? That's so fucking unfair for somebody who's not on board. Yeah. Some people like, enter lawsuits like that knowing. Like, I feel like some mm-hmm. of the gay marriage lawsuits and stuff like that, those couples were like, nah, we're doing it. We're mm-hmm. the figureheads. But, like, to try to force a young and woman it, she's who's like, not feeling... She's like a 17-year-old girl when she when she starts all this. Like, when she applies to the school, she's she's a child. She It was just, like, a whim. No. And, and how could you know where this was going? My 17-year-old self would not have been able to handle this. Absolutely. Mine either. My 17-year-old self was a fucking idiot. I don't know. (laughs) I wasn't capable of very much back then. (laughs) Um, Look at you now. Yeah. Look at me fucking now. Look at me. Uh, (laughs) I wish I had like a cigarette hanging out of my mouth when I said that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good visual for podcast (laughs) listeners. Just imagine. I don't even actually smoke, Mom. Don't. It's not. It's okay, Mom. I don't smoke. Um, Oh, apparently, yeah. Even the, the night before her first day at school, she got into a screaming match with her lawyers because they wanted to start selling bumper stickers that alluded to her case. And she was like, there, there's already bumper stickers out there about me. Like, this has ruined my life. Like, this case is destroying me, and you all are just making money off of it while, you know, pushing the cause forward. Yup, 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 yup. Every side, every side, you know. <sighs> makes me so, so sad. But the, the happy ending to the story is that a year after she leaves the Citadel, the Supreme Court strikes down sex discrimination across the board in the case that the ACLU brought against the school in Virginia. Um mm. That same year, 
four female cadets are admitted to the Citadel. Ooh. Uh, two of those, two of those four students eventually sue the school for sexual harassment. The first female graduate of the Citadel is currently a Republican congresswoman who ran Trump's campaign in South Carolina. Uh, and well. she has also publicly denounced Shannon Faulkner, saying, we don't like to valorize failure over here. Wow, that's, because she never graduated. That's, she's not Super shitty and way to not support a sister in arms who paved the way for you, bitch. Someone who literally right. made it possible for, for you, you to, to go to there. the school. Wow. Women, uh, I have no patience for women cutting down other women. I got no patience mm-hmm. for that. Mm-mm. It Agreed. is too hard to fight for all of us. Why the fuck? Like when I see women doing that, even though it's like for political circus reasons, no. usually no. it's like just yeah. fucking Bullshit. support your sisters, dude. Support your sisters. hundred percent. Man. Shannon eventually does graduate from college, not the Citadel. Um, a Citadel graduate, and actually a, a famous uh, novelist, pays for her college. They became friends and stayed friends for a while. Although some of the the reading I did made it seem like, although he paid for her college, he also like discouraged a lot of her dreams. Like Weird. I think because because he was a novelist she was like oh i, I want to be a novelist too and she, and he was like no one's going to want to read what you write like that's oh. and so he like kind of shat on her dreams and now he died and she has since his death been like i think i'm actually going to write a novel and so she like Get it. T- currently today is like working on her novel today approximately 10% of the citadel students are women and the school always has a float in the Charleston Pride Parade, so it seems like the school is like slowly softening up from their mm. early like white supremacy days. Mm. Probably still have some white supremacists there, mm. you know. The, I also read a story about uh, a female faculty member who criticized a male student's essay that praised apartheid. So, like, you know, there's some dark shit going on there still, <sighs> but well, working it out. Well, you know, when you're built on white supremacy, it is. It's yeah, it's hard to it's hard to just you can't just root that out. I'm trying not to be super depressed that like it didn't work out, mm. but at the same time, I th- I I can't help but think that those court cases, like because it went all the way to the Supreme Court, it does set precedent for all everyone in the future and for other cases as well. So it does like legally, it makes it those cases still make a difference, even though she didn't end up finishing. You know? Yeah. 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 For sure. Another interesting thing I found is in 2018. Uh, there's a woman named Sarah Zorn who became the Citadel's first student body president, mm. uh, known there as their regimental commander, because mm-hmm. they do all these military terms. Are they, are they still um, making them do all of the push-ups and sit-ups in in two minutes? Yes, they still are. That's still a part of it. They they don't call it Hell Week anymore. Now they call it Challenge Week, but it's the same uh-huh. shit that it used to be. You're gonna throw up and die, kid. <laughs> yeah. But this person, Sarah Zorn, when she applied to become the student body president, she had never heard of Shannon Faulkner. Ah, ah, so she ah. is like definitely erased from there. Wow. Right? Yeah. She, she they don't they don't talk she about don't her at all. Even know how she is there. Right. That's real life shit. Yep. How you where you at? Yep. You. I bet you don't know. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. So Shannon Shannon Faulkner is currently a seventh grade English teacher in Greensville, South Carolina, oh and gosh. working on her book. Can we please get in her Zoom class? Like, <laughs> but she got that's... her dream. She did it anyway, even despite all this bullshit she had to deal with. Yeah, she wanted to be a teacher from from the get go, and she is a teacher. So get it, good Shannon. For her. Get it. She overcame just an absurd amount of torment that I I don't know if I would have survived. 
That was so, also like in the era before. Well, it's still like arguably the era before people give a shit about women suffering. So when women are like harassed so heavily, people are like, oh, well, she asked for it. Right. Like, right. She left the kitchen, dumb bitch. Hello. Don't you know you're supposed to be burying my children? Um, excuse me. Mm. <laughs> we could be the president of your student body, huh? Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, go Shannon. Go Shannon. Go Shannon. Yeah. yeah. So, what what do we think? Do, should we know who she is? Fuck yeah! She, broad, we should know. Most definitely. Yeah, yes. spe- especially considering the fact that so many of the people benefiting from her suffering don't know who she is. Right. So I, I heard that, and I was like, I just I have to tell this story. Disrespectful. Yeah, man. And I'm telling you, those cases that set a lot of precedent. I'm sure that everything that came after it, and all the women who have gone through the door since then, at that school and the others, like it's it is because of cases like that. So fuck the patriarchy. Go get it, Shannon. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Broads You Should Know. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find the show so they can learn about amazing broads like Shannon Faulkner as well. You can check out our broads database on broadsyoushouldknow.com. Send us an email at broadsyoushouldknow at gmail.com. And we will be back next week with another Broad You Should Know. That was a tight close. That was a tight close there. <laughs>